Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the active skin repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome back to the show. My name is Deanna Yates and you are listening to episode 190 of the Wannabe Clutter-Free podcast. On today's episode, I am chatting about the summit that I am in the middle of, and I'm coming to you with a few lessons that I'm learning toward the first end of this. And I actually thought I would bring you tips and things, little nuggets that I had learned from the speakers so far. But to be honest, I am learning so much. Yeah, I mean, first off, let me just say my speakers are absolutely amazing. It is a rock star lineup. So if you haven't checked it out, please, please, please go on over to chaostocalmsummit.com, chaostocalmsummit.com, and check it out. Uh, We're right in the middle of it. So you still have three of the five days available for free. You can upgrade if you want ongoing access or if you want access to the first uh, few days if you missed it. Sorry, you missed it. I've been trying to talk about it a lot to let you know that it is here. But I had thought I would bring you nuggets from the speakers. And then I thought, well, that's not really fair to start talking about the first part of the week speakers and not talk about the last part of the week speakers. I didn't want to spoil anything for anyone. And like I was about to say, I have learned so much just from the summit experience. And so that is what I want to talk to you about today. Just some life lessons that I have learned over the last few days that I think will really help you not just in your life. You know, these are mostly lessons that I'm learning for business, but it doesn't have to be business. It's really more about how you interact with people and just how you deal with things that come at you. Um, But also, I want to look at them from a decluttering perspective, of course. So we will talk about that as well. 
But again, just in case you don't know what I'm talking about and you're like, okay, you're doing a summit, what is it? Okay, so the summit is a five-day event. It's virtual. It's not in person. So it is all virtual. It's online. And it is a free ticket. And you have access to the presentations for 24 hours. And we're doing different theme dates. So day one was starting off right. Day two was about time management. Day three was about decluttering. Day four, all about organizing. And day five is sustaining and maintaining with joy moving forward. So really a great transformational week. Like I said, the speakers have been phenomenal. People are really, really enjoying their talks and they're getting a lot of value out of them. So it's not hour-long webinars. They're actually short, actionable presentations that you can uh, listen to throughout your day. They're only about 20 to 30 minutes max. And there's actionable steps for you to take at the end of each one so that you can actually make progress this week. Because as I say every time on this podcast, you can listen to me talk, you can listen to advice, you can read books, you can watch videos, you can do all those things. But unless you actually take action and you put these things into practice, absolutely nothing is going to change. And that is not what I want for you. I want to help you make progress and actually achieve your goals. So let's get into today's topic because I have actually four points that have come up, four lessons that I have learned this week when trying something new, okay? So again, we know when we try new things, it's not going to be perfect. Again, I've talked about that too. Perfect doesn't exist because no matter how far you get or what you do, you're always going to want to strive for more. But the first lesson that really has come up is that things in life will never go 100% as planned because one, you don't know all of the contingencies, all of the different things that can happen. So you can't plan for all of those contingencies and you can't plan for all of the what ifs. And if you plan for all of the what ifs, you'll never even start. And there are going to be a lot of things that are out of your control. So this week for me, there was a lot that was out of control. First off, this is the first summit I've ever done. So I'm using a software that I have never actually used in this context. And so that came with some growing pains, quite a few growing pains, but I think we've gotten through them. We'll talk about that. That's my life lesson number two. But so the sign up software didn't go as planned. But on top of that, I think a lot of the issues came with Google. So right now, Gmail and all of the email providers are undergoing some really big changes. And if you are not in the practice of sending emails out to people, this is not going to be something you have heard of yet. If you are sending emails out to people, though, you will have heard this. And it's going to be a little bit, it's going to be a little tricky for a while. But what's happening is there's a lot more verification going on. They're really starting to crack down on spam, although it's quite funny because it seems like the good actors, like the good players like myself who don't spam people, don't buy lists, don't send things that you don't want if you haven't signed up for it originally. And if you unsubscribe, you're off. I don't want to continue trying to email you. If I send you an accidental email, it's not on purpose. The, the things that seem to be getting through though still are the spam. So it's really frustrating when... They're trying to make changes and trying to get rid of the spam, but we'll see what it actually does. So that has been a problem because the access for the summit, you get an access email. It's emailed to you. And so a lot of those emails are not getting through. So a lot of people on the first day had trouble getting in and that was out of my control. But I had 
been on the other end of the software. I had been an attendee at a summit that used the software. And that was why I chose it because I really liked it. It worked really well, but it was last year. So a lot of changes I think have happened in January just happens, so happens to be that I'm running my summit in January. And I think that caused a lot of problems for me. But again, totally out of my control. The other thing that's out of my control for the summit is other people's technology. So maybe things work on my systems, but I also have a newer computer, which I finally upgraded after a decade, and I have a newer phone, which I also finally upgraded after several years. And so on my new technology, things are working really well, and that is something I did kind of forget. But again, I didn't build the software that this that the summit is hosted on, so I assumed that the software would work. But other people's technology may not be as updated, and that was something that was out of my control as well. When this comes to decluttering for you in your life, you know, if you think about the things that are out of your control or things that maybe you need to wait on a little bit, one might be that you want to declutter a bunch of things um, and you want to organize and you want to get the pretty bins, but you don't have the money to pay for the pretty bins right now. So one of the things you could do would be to sell things around your home or you could tighten up and try to save money in your budget and then budget for the things that you want. But sometimes it can get frustrating when you can't do what you want to do right away. Like right now, we're in the process of um, updating our dining room. We've been in this house now for a couple years. We don't plan on going anywhere. And so we really wanted to have it work more for entertaining. We would love to get together with our friends a little bit more and seems like if that's going to happen, then we need to be the ones asking. And so we wanted to get a bigger table and then, you know, one thing leads to another. We'll talk about that on another podcast about how whenever you start to buy one thing, it just kind of is a domino effect. It's like if you give a mouse a cookie kind of thing. So there's a few things we want to do in our dining room, but... I also don't want to put a bunch of things on the credit card. So I'm waiting, right? I'm trying to be patient and wait and find the right pieces that we want, which I know is really hard to wait, but some of those things are currently out of my control. The other thing that might be out of control when you are trying to declutter are the other people in your life, right? Well, maybe other people aren't on board with decluttering. And so you kind of have to convince them and nagging them is not convincing them. Let's remember that. So what we need to do is we need to be the example. We need to be the one that shows them what is possible when we declutter. And we need to work on our own things first. And once we can do that, it does make it better. So we need to focus on what we can control. Because we are only in control of ourselves. We cannot control how our spouse gets rid of their things. We cannot control how our kids react to the way we do a lot of things. Obviously, as a parent, it is our job to guide and to nurture. But a lot of the times, the other people in our lives, that's their personality. That's the way they do things. It's how they work. It's how they function. And so we have to figure out how we can work together and really meet everybody's needs, but know that we can only control ourselves. We can only control how we react to what happens to us. We can't necessarily control what was done to us. And I know that's kind of a hard concept to actually practice in real life. So I'm still continuing to practice it and try to work on that as well. All right. So that's kind of lesson number one. Things are never going to go 100% as planned. There's a lot of things out of our control. And so we just need to understand that that's going to happen and move forward anyway. 
Don't let that paralyze us into not taking action, paralyze us into not doing anything. Make our plan and really be methodical about it. Be intentional. Understand that we can control some things and then work on those things that we can control and make those the best that they can be. All right, so we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors this week. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about numbers two through four that I learned this week. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this. Your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there, and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense, and it adds unnecessary stress. With EarnIn, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple. Download the EarnIn app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip, and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than 3.5 million users are finding relief and a sense of security with EarnIn, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless, and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download EarnIn today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under Podcast. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. All right, welcome back. So number two is that it's important to keep trying and fixing and getting better. So remember how I said day one was full of some technology challenges, technological challenges? Well, I had to adapt. I had to do a lot of things manually that I hadn't planned for. It took a lot of my time. It took a lot of like just trying to figure things out and really just stick to it. And when I was doing that, I remembered what my why was. I know that this summit is providing a ton of value. And it's free. Like right now, you can access days three through five for free. And I knew that people were getting good value out of it. And the people that could get into the portal 
loved it. And so I just kept working as hard as I could and emailing everybody back individually to try to get them access into the portal. And because I knew once they could get there, they were going to fall in love with it and they were going to see a lot of progress and really get the help that they were looking for. So I kept that in the back of my head. When I was starting to get tired or frustrated, I just thought, but people need this and they've signed up for it and they want it and I've got to get them access as quick as I can. And understand too, that when you're going through these tougher times, that is how you learn. Those are those moments of growth. And I know they are not fun. Trust me, do I know they are not fun. And the same with decluttering your house. The act of decluttering, like you're really after the after, right? You're really after what you get, the feeling you get after you declutter. It is not very much fun to sit with your items and have to think about the emotional reasons you bought the thing or why you have this thing or deal with the guilt of letting it go or deal with the guilt of wasting the money or deal with all of just that, the ickiness that comes with the, you feel guilty about getting rid of a gift that somebody gave you and you, you know, are concerned that you didn't show enough gratitude or that they're going to be offended or any of that kind of stuff. It's okay. I've been there. I know the hard stuff is hard, but you can do amazing things and you can do the hard things if you work on what you can control and you work just a little bit at a time, just do one at a time. You know, for me, it was just get one more email out. Just get one more email out. Can I get one more out? And with decluttering, can I just let go of this thing? What would my life be like if I didn't have this thing in it? Would I be okay? And one of the questions I asked in the Facebook group for the summit before the summit started was, if your house is on fire and the three Ps were already saved, people, pets, and photos, what would you save? What's the one thing you would save? <laughs> and it was so interesting because there, there weren't that many things, right? People were usually able to find the one or two things they wanted to grab. And I just thought that was so fascinating because when we start to declutter, we think of all the things we want to keep, but really in the end, it's not that important because you wouldn't save it if it was down to you and a fire and you were going to risk your life for it. You wouldn't do it. And so those things, it's really important to understand that and remember that when we are going through these tough times and when we're trying to deal with all of the stuff that we have that's bringing up these negative thoughts is it worth keeping it in your house? Does it emit negative thoughts for you when you just look at it? And if so, can you deal with one more moment of being uncomfortable and let it go? And then you probably won't remember it in a week, in a month, in a year. You probably will not remember the feeling you had, the tough time you had letting it go because you'll have gotten to the after right? So back to what I was talking about and why I got to this thought. So right now, things are going pretty well. Like a lot of people are in the summit. They're having a great time. So now we're going to start to cruise. I'm hoping that the next few days get a little bit easier. Of course, there's going to be some hangups and some hiccups and, you know, a link might be wrong here or there, but I'm hoping that I will be able to fix those things really fast because it's only going to be a couple here and there and not kind of whew, the challenges of the first day. <laughs> And so I also want us to remember that when we're comfortable, we're not growing. 
moments, tough moments are necessary and comfortable moments are necessary. We need both in our life to kind of balance out. If we, if everything was hard all the time, that would be a very difficult existence. But if everything was comfortable all the time, it actually isn't as great as it seems. You would be very bored. And anytime something hard did come along, it would be really just so challenging for you because you wouldn't know that you were able to overcome those hard things. So think about that if you are struggling with something that really is just not super fun and you're like, I really don't want to deal with this. Understand that you are learning through it and you're going to be able to take a moment of comfort on the other side when you come out. Number three is that we need to remember that the energy we put out into the world is the energy that we get back. Now, I'm not trying to go totally woo on you, right? I'm not talking about vibrating at a certain frequency or manifesting, although I haven't ruled those completely out. I do think there's something behind that, whether it's just more of a mental shift and so you focus on the right things and then what you focus on becomes real. But I do think that what you put out into the world does come back to you. And so I want us to think about that when you are working through something that doesn't go your way, right? There's two ways to respond. One is to be really grumpy and snappy, and the other is to be kind and have grace. So think about it. If you are out and about and you are having an interaction with someone and they come back at you and they say something that was not very nice or they were kind of snippy to you or they gave you a dirty look or they frowned or they huffed or they, you know, and went away. Does that make you want to be nice to them in return? Does that make you want to smile to someone else? Does that make you want to be nice to the person you run into next time? Probably not. But if you run into someone and they're happy and they're smiling and they are positive and they're kind of radiating energy, right? Have you been around those people? I used to have a friend that I always said she made me want to be a better person because she was that person, right? She just was so vibrant and so energizing. And she came into a room and people wanted to talk to her and you just felt lighter and better when you were around her, right? And that made you want to be lighter and better and more fun to be with. So the energy we put out into the world is the energy we get back. And I have really tried to focus on this and I've tried to remain positive throughout this hard stuff because that's the energy that I want to get back. That's the energy that I want people to be like, oh, all right, cool. You know, yeah, it didn't go perfect, but you know what? She rolled with the punches and this summit is great and it's wonderful and I'm happy she's here and I'm really happy she's putting it on. And guess what? I've gotten some of those emails today. People have responded in kind. They have given me, I love that that uh, phrase, in kind, right? What you put out comes back. And it has been wonderful. Of course, not everybody is going to be having a good day. And I try to think about, you know, maybe it was a tough day for them. Maybe this isn't a good time of year for them. And there's lots of things that could be going on. And if something doesn't go right, yeah, that can be really frustrating. And so I try to have grace and respond in kindness. And with that, then generally the kindness can come back to me when I put it out there. So I just want us to think about that, especially when we are trying to declutter with our family members. If we are negative, if we're pushing, if we're nagging and prodding, that's what's going to come back to you. There's going to be resistance and there's going to be fear and there's going to be just pushback. Like nobody wants to be 
forced into doing something they don't want to do. But if you, in kind, right, are nice and encouraging and they see that you are willing to do it and again setting that example and you're cheerful when you're letting things go and you talk about who the items are going to go to who they're going to benefit if you're giving them away and you're by nothing group have your kids help you pick the random generator number and figure out who they're going to give the you know gives to if you're using your by nothing group or have them help you take a carload over to the donation center and and just see how that makes them feel and hopefully you do it one or two times where it's your stuff before we're trying to get rid of their stuff. So they see you doing that and letting go and being happy about it and talking about how you feel when your home has less stuff in it, right? Let's have these conversations. I know a lot of this goes on in our head and we feel great. And yes, that does show outwardly when we feel better. We're going to be happier and we're going to get our families on board and things like that. But also... When we talk about it and we tell people and we say, you know, this drawer used to really challenge me. Let's say you cleaned out your kitchen drawer and it used to be really hard. And when you would open it, like the ladle would always catch and it was just so frustrating. And you can just hear it in your head, right? That, you know, trying to open the drawer and the things jumbling inside against the top and all that kind of stuff. If you declutter your drawer and it now opens nicely and it makes you feel great when you're in there and you're cooking dinner tell them. Say something like, oh my gosh, this drawer really used to drive me crazy, but I just spent a few minutes and I cleaned out some things and now it's so nice to open. Look, come open it. Isn't that so nice? Right? And just start sharing these little moments about what decluttering does for you mentally, how it makes you feel, how happy it makes you. And then you can also talk about the hard stuff too, right? Like, oh gosh, this was a gift that I got from so-and-so, and I really cherish my friendship with that person, but I don't need this gift to remind me how special that person is in my life or how much I love them or how much I care about them. So this could really be used by someone else. So you're, we're talking through that decision that might be a little difficult and just modeling the behavior we want to see, modeling the outcome we want to get on the back end. All right, so that's number three. We're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, I have uh, one more point, but I actually have a bonus point for you too. So can't really get away with just four. I've got a fifth one for you as well. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? 
If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. All right, welcome back. The fourth point I want to talk about is being real. And I think I kind of just mentioned that a little bit in the last one where I was just talking about what's going on in our life, but also I want us to have a moment where we let our guard down, right? It is so amazing. This is where I started to get the positive feedback today. I had an email go out that wasn't supposed to go out. To me, it felt like a huge snafu and I was so embarrassed by it. And in order to overcome it, I just sent out an email to everybody and said, well, that was embarrassing. And I just laid out what had happened and what I had tried to do. And I was just real for a moment. I just had a moment of like, you know, I'm a human and humans make mistakes and not everything's going to be perfect, but I really hope that you're able to see past this mistake that I made to the bigger picture, right? The better stuff that's on the the other side of it. And I got so many nice emails back that it's actually taking me a long time to get back to them. And um, just the kind where I'm going to get emotional right now talking about it. But anyway, the kind words were so nice, and it was just really nice to hear from people that are actually getting benefit from something I put together, and they're learning, and they're enjoying it, and it is just really nice, and it's nice to get those kind words back because sometimes when you put things out there, you don't hear anything other than when there's issues and when there's problems and there's mistakes, and so it was just really nice to hear some of the good stuff because I was real right? I put that email out. If I hadn't responded, and I, I trust me, I debated. I went back and forth whether I should send it out or not. I was concerned it wasn't going to go well. I'd already sent one email out. It was a mistake. And gosh, do I really send out another one? <laughs> People are getting so many emails from me in one day. But it worked out. And it felt authentic to me. And that is actually one of the things that this summit has taught me the most is that if I just lean into who I am and what really makes me tick and what really makes me authentic, it's that's what's coming back, right? Other people are being authentic and other people are letting their guard down and other people are showing up as their true selves. And um, it's pretty amazing. And I would love to encourage you to do the same if you can. Anywhere in your life that you can make one small moment of authenticity. And maybe that is when you're decluttering and you're organizing and you've seen all the Pinterest perfect things and you're like, that is great, but I don't really need that. Or that doesn't feel authentic to me, or that's not necessary for me to be happy. And just having these moments of like trueness for yourself. I know it's not a word, but anyway, just having these moments where you tap into like, what is important to me? How do I want to feel? Am I really feeling that way in my house? And having just a moment of honesty and saying like, no, you know what I need is this. And this would make me feel really authentic. And this would make me feel alive. And this would make me happy. Tapping into that and really just starting to bring it forth and just talking about it and putting it 
out there verbally into the world and telling people, even if it's just to yourself in the mirror, you know, telling yourself so that you actually believe it um, is really important. That's number four. And my bonus tip is to remember that there will always be more to do. So please carve out time for you. I could sit at my computer and I could, honestly, there is so much going on in the Facebook group and I've been really active over there, but I could be just in there all day answering everybody, commenting on everything. I could be emailing people back and forth. I could be doing so much. There's always more to do. And so I've had to make sure that I carve out time to eat, (laughs) take our daughter to school, make dinner, get on I keep talking about my Peloton bike right now, but it's really kind of a big deal for me because it's like the one thing I get to do for exercise. It's easy and I love it and it jazzes me up. So yeah, I hop on the Peloton. I get outside for a hot minute and walk to school. So that's helpful. So I get out in the mornings and in the afternoons, but just having a moment of just breathing, taking it all in. And just understanding that there's always more to do. And so you're never going to be able to get it all done. It's kind of like that advice of investing in yourself first. So when you're talking about money, right, putting away your savings before you spend all your bills or have the extra money for your target runs, you want to make sure that you put aside your savings. And we've been doing that. And it's, it is amazing. It really does work really well. This is the same with your time. You have to carve out time for yourself because there will always be people and events and things that will take it from you if you don't carve it out. So I am excited. Next week, we are actually going to take some time. We're going to take a Disney day as a family. I have a hair appointment at the end of the week, next week, and then I'm also going to book a massage. I have a gift card and I'm finally going to use it and it's going to be a wonderful time to just carve out a little extra. I'm definitely still carving out time right now every day, but a little extra next week when I can take another breath. And uh, so I want to make sure you're doing that too, because it is necessary, right? I know as busy moms, we are pulled in a million different directions any day, and everybody is always needing something, wanting something from us. So make sure we take some time just to have a moment with you, for you. Okay, so that was my bonus tip, an important one I definitely couldn't leave out. So with that, I want to turn it to you. Which of these resonated with you the most? I would love to know. I know this topic was a little bit different. Hopefully I brought it back to decluttering and organizing enough for it to make sense. But I would love to know what you thought about this episode. So send me a DM on Instagram or you can comment on this post. And go ahead and share it with the world. I am want to be clutter free on the social channels. Or if there's another tip or something you've learned in your life and you would like to let me know, is there something I forgot? I'm sure there is. Of course there is. Come on over to the want to be minimalist group on Facebook and share with community. We'll have a discussion thread for this episode as well. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't invite you one more time to the summit. It is the chaos to calm summit.com. And we also have a Facebook group, which is really, really active right now. So if you want to just jump right in, you can come uh, sign up for the summit and I will send you the link to that Facebook group as well. And we of course would love to have you. 
And as always, thank you so much for joining me today. If you made it to the end of this, please know that I am so grateful for you. And I don't take it uh, lightly that you are here. I definitely appreciate and am humbled by everyone who listens to this show. So thank you so much. If you made it this far, I would be honored if you would share this episode with a friend or leave a rating and a review for it as well. Uh, That would also help me out. You can do that wherever you listen to podcasts. So I really appreciate it. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day. Until next time, keep decluttering, keep moving forward. Don't let the tough stuff bring you down. And I'm excited to see what the world has in store for you. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wanna Be Clutter Free. I'll see you next week. Cheers. Everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it.